Hello, and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. Death. End of life. This is something no one really likes talking about, and so something that we often don't really know how to approach. On this episode, Andrew shares about why he's been reflecting about death lately. We talk about why Catholics can hope in the face of death, and what a good Catholic death might look like. How can ordinary deaths be made extraordinary through the grace of God? All that and more, coming up. So we are recording on Canada Day. So happy Canada Day to all of our Canadian listeners. Um, happy Canada Day to all of our non-Canadian listeners, which Andrew and I just found out. <laughs> there are two of you. <laughs> there are a couple non-Canadian listeners to our podcast. We are very grateful for for you guys out in Mexico and Australia for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just people using VPNs. I don't even know. I, I don't know. I think I think that. Could but be if you it. actually are Mexican and Australian, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Reach uh, out. And let us know. Even if you are Canadian, uh, reach out and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, you are not forgotten. Um, so uh, happy Canada to, to all of you um, and hope you guys are, are enjoying your long weekend and celebrating safely. Um, today, Andrew and I want to talk about something that, uh, you know, at, at first glance might not be the most joyous of things. Um, not, you know, just I think you can probably tell from the episode title that like, oh, this is kind of a... a shocking or a bit of a stark topic so mm. but let's let's talk about it i think because it is very central to you know what it means to be a christian and what it means to be a catholic mm-hmm. right and so death right death before we before we talk about the whole concept of it um andrew maybe you go into kind of how this came came into your mind yeah so um fairly recently but about um, just over a month ago uh, my grandmother on my dad's had passed away um and she she had lived a full life she was 98 um, and she, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. she had raised, uh, eight kids, you know, she had really just done a lot for her family. <clears throat> She'd been struggling with dementia for the last number of years. Um, and so, you know, there was, there was expected, you know, it wasn't a surprise. Um, but you know, why I wanted to talk about it in particular was what really struck me about the whole experience was how much joy there was overall in the way that my dad's family in particular uh, responded to the fact mm-hmm. that my grandma had passed on. Um, and it, it was really, really interesting because, you know, I've had, um, I've been to a number of funerals now just with sure. um, things that have happened in my life with friends, with whomever else. And more typically it's, it's, very somber, not to say this wasn't, but very like uh, dreary. Mm-hmm. It's like this. This is it. You know, this is the last time we get to ever think about this person. This is like you know, it's a very, very kind of uh, down time. Which is what you would expect. Which is what you would expect yeah. in a lot of the case, right? <laughs> so this is really, uh, really surprising for me, um, and a lot of it really has to do with the faith that's in uh, my father's family. So. My, my grandma was Catholic, my, uh, my dad's family all grew up with the faith at least, um, and, uh, and particularly um, my aunt who was, who was in Calgary, which is where my grandma was staying for the last decade plus a little bit of her life, mm-hmm. um, is, is a very devout Catholic as well. 
And, and I think it was really interesting to see how my mom and my dad, they were able to visit um, and be there when my grandma passed. Um, and just overall, like they prayed, they prayed the Rosary, Divine Mercy Chaplet. Mm. Um, I think my grandma actually got last rites twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, <laughs> um, and uh, my mom had this experience where she like had, had a vision of, you know, Jesus waiting for my grandma in heaven right mm-hmm. um and and wow. it was yeah it, and this was like on her deathbed right mm-hmm. it was just like to say that like hey like she is going there like he's waiting for her mm-hmm. um and because of that, everyone was very very joyful so i thought it was really neat and i thought it, it would kind of was a good topic for us like why why are we able to approach death with such joy you yeah. know one of the things like the oblates of mary Immaculate, they talk about like when you go to one of their funerals it's like a celebration. It's like a truly like a, like a wedding yeah. that you're going to. Right. Yeah. So why are we able to do this? Yeah, no, that's, it is a good reflection to have, I think, because, um, I've actually thought recently, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but like, I remember this is something my dad kind of probably, uh, explained to me or taught me was, you know, with being Christian and believing that there is, you know, true life after death, um, like there's there there's kind of that motivation to there there's something that you're working towards there's mm-hmm. something more that you're working towards that is beyond the things of this world yeah because if you think about it like for someone who doesn't believe in these kinds of things it totally changes your entire perspective it changes your understanding of a person's motivation and like if you are one of these people like it, there's no reason for you not to be motivated by the things of the world yeah. so if we're talking about you know, the things that you and I have spoken about on our podcast where it's like, oh, like material wealth. Yeah. Um, or like trying to hoard all the different treasures in the world, whether it's material or people or whatever for power, yourself. Whatever. Power, exactly. Like, or like, you know, you know, we've talked about how sex is pleasurable. Mm-hmm. There's no reason if you don't think about sex in a theological way for you to not think that way, to be honest. Yeah. Um, if you don't view people as, as you know, dignified human beings and something that is less than that, um, dignified human beings because they are made from God, made in God's image. Yeah. If you don't view people <clears throat> as that way, then there's no reason for you to, um, you know, abide by more moral laws when it comes to things like sex, when it comes to human life, yeah. like killing and all those things. And, and in summary, what, what I'm trying to say is like, I think this is a, this is kind of a good way for us to kind of dive into, you know, death seems like the end obviously that is often the context in which we talk about it but because we are catholic because we hope in the resurrection um, because we know our lord conquered death Mm -hmm. there is so much more to that and we don't need to devolve into kind of these base ways of being cutthroat and and, you know stepping on others kind of yeah it's i think it's really we talked about probably over a year ago now the countercultural thing about the faith like we're like we look for joy in suffering like we like right like suffering is something that you know uh we know to be where christ is um and these kinds of things right like lay down your life for a friend and all these kinds of things uh in the same way you know the joy in death is that countercultural thing and i think um it's really interesting because a, I, I think a, a good mature understanding of death is that it's a transitionary point in the overall journey, but it's not necessarily mapped closer to the beginning or the end. And we literally just don't know, yeah. right? Because 
in essence, you know, if heaven is where we are able to fully participate in God's interior life, mm-hmm. then, you know, purgation at all is us stripping away those things that are in the way of that. Yep. It happens while we're on earth. It'll keep happening when we're not on earth. Mm-hmm. And who knows how much of that is there? Who knows how far we are on that journey? We just know we need to move forward, right? So mm-hmm. I think from that perspective, you know, death kind of loses its grandeur in some senses, sure. right? It's yeah. no longer this momentous, like, closing of whatever. It's just, all right, well, that's a, that's something that happened here. Same way confession last week is something sure. that happened in my overall journey, yeah. right? And that, you know, the previous life that I had where I was sinful, that is now dead. I've been renewed in, conf- in the confessional, and I have a new life. So in the same way, I think, you know, this is a point in the overall journey, and I don't mean to minimize it, yeah. but... That's what can give, I think, that hope is like there is something that this person is moving towards. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is important to call that out that like in in many ways, what we are seeing is that, hey, death isn't as big of a deal mm-hmm. as what we're used to thinking. On the flip side, two things can be true. We're not saying that like, hey, if you're dying or if you have a loved one who is very close to you, who is yeah. going through death uh, or on their deathbed, rather. Like, we're not saying that that's not a big deal. Yeah. We're not trying to minimize that because, like, look, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, um, you know, I've, I've definitely had moments where I've thought about, you know, whether it's Jen or my parents or, or like, loved, loved friends and all that stuff. Like, that would be, if, if they were on their deathbed, it would be incredibly emotional for me. Of course. Of, of course. No, like, absolutely. Uh, it would be very tough. Um, and even, even, um, I think two years ago now, like my, my grandma passed away as well mm-hmm. on, my, on my mom's side. And yeah, for sure. Like, um, it, it was, there was a bit of, uh, of sadness there, but I think what we want to focus on is that like as Catholics, as we've said a few times now, death is not the end. Yeah. Death is not the end. So, you know, let's, let's talk about why, why there's something more beyond that. Yeah. I, you know, I think, um, What's really cool here is uh, something that we talked about recently is just the, the graces that can come from when we were talking with DA, right? Mm. Um, where God can take a poor situation or suffering yeah. and infuse it with grace. Um, and I think this is one of those examples where the natural reaction definitely is the emotion of not having this person in the world anymore, mm-hmm. right? And when I look at the way that my my dad's family or my extended family they were so joyful um that's not normal like it's really not (laughs) it it has to be grace that's there like because everyone there as a typical larger or many larger catholic families at least in that generation like there is varying degrees of faith there Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not that everyone there is like theologically fully bought into life after death mm-hmm. you know it's not that everyone's thinking about like oh her purgation continues you know mm-hmm. like it's definitely not like <laughs> rejoice <laughs> exactly right like that's definitely not what's going on yeah. right but there is still joy so this has to be grace and so i think you know from that perspective like one of the things i wanted to talk about was like what does that mean like what is a good in air quotes catholic death mm-hmm. you know what does that actually mean is there such a thing as a good or a proper Catholic death. And, and, and um, you know, I think the easiest thing to think about is martyrs, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you, you, you touched on jo- finding joy in suffering. Mm. And I think that's probably like, if there was a tagline for martyrs, like that would probably be it. Yeah. Right. It's very counterintuitive, very countercultural, 
like just straight up like if you don't believe in god and you're hearing me talk like if you're if you come out come up to me after listening to this podcast and you're like jason you're crazy andrew you're crazy not going to blame you for, <laughs> for that right like let's get into a discussion about it but not going to blame you for for thinking that um yeah like we're we're not like as catholics we're not we're not called to just go out and like you know put ourselves into crosshairs and and you know proclaim that we're 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 going through incredible amounts of suffering but that being said you know i think we've said this before where suffering is always going to find a way to find you just because you know through the effects of original sin through the effects of all of us being fallen human beings um through the effects of the um ever constant presence of satan and and his demons kind of thing uh suffering will find a way to find you and i think if you accept that that is a constant right you know if we're talking about you know theoretics or philosophy or something like that i think the the mentality instead is well if suffering is going to find me how do i prepare myself yes so that i can turn this with the grace of god into something that is you know not terrible <laughs> something that hopefully can become beautiful, something that can bring some amount of joy or peace or whatever it is. Um, and that concept applies to death as well. Right. I, I think it, I would actually even take it a step further and say, it's not what can I do to prepare myself to turn out? What can I, how can I be, how can I allow God yeah. to transform it? Yeah. Because I, I think, you know, I definitely fall into this all the time. Um, quite literally, my spiritual director called me out on it, like, on Sunday. But, like, yeah. it's, it's, like, taking God's grace is being like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I got it. Yeah. Um, but really, it's just, like, it's the openness and giving it back to God, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, knowing that it's nothing we can do to prepare will allow us to do this. Mm. No amount of learning about death will get us to be, like, all right, so this happens, so I should think this way so that I can be joyful. And it's like, no, it's not, you're not going to, it's not going to work, right? It has to be, you know, um, do I know how God's going to speak to me? Do I know how to recognize when God's speaking to me so that, you know, when this is happening, it can be kind of like, um, was it Samuel who was sent back to bed to say like, speak Lord, your servant is mm-hmm. listening. Like that kind of a thing, right? Where, uh, I think it was Samuel, yeah. um, where we can just kind of do that where it's, in the moment where we're in the grief, in all of the suffering, like, can we remind ourselves to be like, all right, like, God, like, where's the grace here? You know, God, like, um, you know, I, I should be giving thanks to you for something. There's something here for me, right? Um, what is it? So we talked about just now, like, that. that's kind of how we allow God into the moment of suffering. I think it's pretty much a similar conversation when it yeah. comes to, you know, actual death, right? So mm. whether, uh, maybe we talk about it from two different perspectives. So let's talk about it if you are someone who um, is watching someone on their deathbed, yeah. you know, who you know is going through that suffering. Like, you know, I think if my first thing is just kind of offering this moment up to God and just being like, hey, like, please, Lord, you know, let your will be done, right? Um, if uh, you, you, you can always make your petitions, right? Like, you can always be like, hey, God, like, this person is super important to me. Like, please, in some way, can this person find healing uh, yeah. through through you? Uh, will you bless them with, with healing? Uh, you know, or can you minimize their suffering or their physical pain? Sure. But, like, I think I think the key for me, at least, when I pray is, it's, it's always ending my prayer in the sense of, but let your will be done. Yeah. In the same way that, that Jesus uh, set that example, right? Yeah. In the Garden of Gethsemane, yeah, when yeah. he tried to 
uh, ask for the cup to be passed from him. Yeah, the suffering to be passed from him. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So um, I think that's definitely, for me at least, how I would approach that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, you know, um, the temptation is always to, to assume that we know what should happen. Um, and, and to ask for that like there's nothing wrong with asking to some degree but also that we need to realize that we're not the masters of these situations uh, and that there's there's something to to be done about just allowing what what's going to happen to happen so there's actually a really good movie that depicts this really well it's called of gods and men it's a french movie um, and it's essentially not to ruin it too much but it's, a, it's about a band of priests um, who were uh, at a monastery um, know, somewhere in Algeria, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just looking it up right now. Um, but anywho, um, there was strife happening here. There, And essentially, they, re- they reached a point where it became clear that if these priests stayed at the monastery, they were going to die. Mm-hmm. So do you flee or do you not? And a lot of them decided to stay. And, you know, there's a particular Last Supper type um, a scene where it kind of pans through each of their individual faces. And you kind of see, like, there's a joy in the freedom of, like, I'm not deciding what happens next. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that this is kind of it here, right? Where, in some senses, like, to me, a good Catholic or a proper Catholic death is one, or any properly Catholic moment is one that points towards God. Yeah. Is, is something that leads people towards heaven, right? Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, in this case with my grandmother, like, she's no theologian, but in her death, you know, my mom's vision, like, all of us kind of going there, reuniting at church, um, the the sights are pointed upwards, right? And to me, like, that's wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, and that that is a good, proper Catholic death. And so, I guess for us, it's like, well, what can we do with our lives? Yeah. So, like, how do we do that? And it's... I think the short answer for me is like, I don't know. Not again, sure. right? It's, again, it's like that openness, right? I, I think it's in some sense, I don't know of like, oh, like step one, step two, step three. How yeah. should I prepare or how should I act kind of thing? Yeah. But I think broadly, it's very much what we've already been saying where you're trying to prepare yourself such that everything you do in a, in a particular moment, even though you might not know ahead of time what you might say or think or do, you're you're trying to prepare yourself such that your heart is open towards God, yeah. and every all of those things are already going to be pointing towards God. Yeah, and such that when the when the moment comes, moment of suffering, uh, moment of persecution, moment of death, uh, when that comes, you are already oriented in such a way that you you yourself can see that you have allowed God to come into that moment, mm-hmm. and additionally, the people around you can see that you have allowed God into that moment. Yeah. Um, we talked about martyrdom, and I think one one story that uh, can come to mind is the story of Saint Maria Goretti. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like what what does a good Catholic death look like? And actually, before even as I as I try to preface this, um, you know, like not that we're all called to to die in the same way that that Saint Maria did, but I think the point is like she lived a very human, real experience that a, a lot of people. Um, have lived Mm -hmm. and I think in the way that she acted it shows that hey like even in such a terrible moment there is a way to let God in and there is a way to be a witness to to God and to Christ and to your faith and so let me go go into that story right um so so basically um the long and short of it is Maria St. Maria Goretti was a young girl I think she was like 11 um and 
she had a neighbor or a brother, not really clear which one, um, named Alessandro, who was kind of like, had been trying to pursue her um, romantically, and essentially he ended up uh, trying to rape her. And then I think she kept saying like, no, kind of thing. He kept persisting. She was like, no, it's a sin. God does not want this. God does not want sin. And so um, because she kept protesting and, you know, not allowing his advances, Alessandro essentially started to choke her. He started to choke her, and what ended up happening was he pulled out a knife, and he stabbed her uh, 11 times. Um, just kept stabbing her, total fit of rage kind of thing. <clears throat> and, yeah, um, I think what is beautiful about the story, because even right now as I tell her, I'm just like, man, like this is, this is just terrible stuff to say. Mm-hmm. St. Maria Goretti, um, she in the middle of that, she still found it within herself to forgive Alessandro. She, she found it within herself because she wanted to see Alessandro in heaven. Yeah. And I think that just speaks to like what I was just trying to preface this with in terms of how do you orient yourself towards God in any given moment? Like, do you think St. Maria Goretti woke up that day and she was like, Hey, you know, if someone tries to rape me or if someone tries to stab me, I'll try to forgive them. I'll try to forgive them. (laughs) Like I'll write this down as my step. Like, no, obviously not. But she lives such a life where she, uh, had, had just constantly been oriented her, sorry, she had constantly oriented herself towards God so that in this kind of a moment, it was not as hard for her to do that. Yeah. It was natural for her to be thinking about salvation salvation for herself and salvation for the other right um, and what's really what's really cool is like um, that it was about the other as well right there's thinking yeah. about our own salvation is thinking about the salvation of humanity and of, of those around us um, and I think that shows like a, tr- a truly Christian spirit is that even while he was stabbing I think she was saying like don't like this yeah. is like you're gonna go to hell if you keep doing this right I want you to go to heaven Um and, and eventually, I believe, you know, Alessandro even had a vision of Maria forgiving him, and then he ended up converting. Exactly. So, you know, how does this tie back to death? So, obviously, in case it wasn't clear, St. Maria Goretti did die from mm-hmm. her wounds, um, and Alessandro actually was unrepentant for this for a long time. But then he had a vision, and it was a vision of Maria, and basically, um, when he woke, uh, he became a changed man, I yeah. think. And to what you just pointed out, like he, he basically, um, went to St. Maria. I feel like we actually talked about this before on a podcast, but potentially, yeah. Uh, he went to St. Maria Goretti's mother, yeah. asked her for her forgiveness. And her mother was like, well, if my daughter forgave you, who am I to, to not forgive you as well? Um, and so Alessandro converted. So yeah, uh, he was actually present in St. Peter's square, um, June 24th, 1950 to, yeah. to celebrate her canonization. Right. So yeah, I think this is such a, a beautiful story in so many ways. So first of all, yeah, let's be clear. A death happened here. Yeah. Um, just before she died, St. Maria Goretti found it within herself to do the impossible with the grace of God yeah. to forgive Alessandro. Post-death, she has reached out to Alessandro through this vision. And post-death, she was able to... Oh, sorry, uh, because of this vision, again and again, through God's grace... Um, Alessandro converted, was sorry, was repentant for his sins. So I think what we're to tie this all back, right? Like our, our whole conversation about like death is not an ending point. Yeah. There's still a lot of beauty that can be found in it. 
And, you know, like I said, we're not all called to, to die like St. Maria Goretti, but an example has been made, right? Yeah. And so it's also kind of like, well, why not you? Or why not me? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's really, um, the point here is that death, whenever we come across it, you know, whether in our own lives, you know, or in other people's lives, um, again, the sight needs to be set higher. Um, you know, it's clear that Maria Goretti was not spending time on who, on what was happening, mm-hmm. but on where we're trying to go. Um, and uh, we definitely don't all need to be martyrs, right? We're not saying sure. that, you know, with anything that's happening in the world, like if there's persecution of the church that you go and fight, uh, like fly there and, you know, do whatever, <laughs> right? Like, no, that's definitely not the point. Um, but are we to your point, are we orienting our lives towards spiritual maturity mm-hmm. in death, right? Where another, another side of this is when we come close to our deathbed, do we think that we have built up a practice of looking towards God so that, that we can approach our own deathbeds with the hope of life after death, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I, I was even thinking earlier when you're talking about, we believe in life. After, no, we know that there is life after death. Yeah. Like this is a truth that has been revealed to us. Mm-hmm. But are we willing to avail ourselves to this truth? Are we willing to kind of say, all right, God, you got this, you know, like, um, and just kind of let him, let him do what he will with your life. Um, I think that's something that we can all reflect on, right? Like if it could easily happen, right? Like what is it? Something like 50% of people in Canada end up with cancer, a cancer diagnosis, right? So easily someone could say tomorrow, a friend calls you and says, Hey, you know, got the news. Yeah. Um, how are we going to approach that? Is it going to be, you can go one of two ways, right? It's either why is life so unfair? My friend was, I, I had beers with him last week. He seemed perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden his life is being cut short. What the heck God? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or is it all right? This is a new thing in this person's life, but the sights set higher. How is this part of the economy of salvation, the economy of grace? Um, and just kind of approaching it that way. And I mean, it could even be both, to be honest, like, you know, in that, in those shoes, like I, even I would probably be a little bit angry or like, what the heck kind of thing. But like you said, you know, progression towards spiritual maturity, Mm -hmm. trying to like kind of wrestling with God. We've said a few times on this podcast, wrestling with God is not a bad thing. Um, but, but yeah, it's, you know, we, we've said it a few times, but, um, Death is not supposed to be something that's easily digestible. Yeah. Um, it's not It's not usually something that you rejoice in. Yeah. Uh, but I think trying to get to that point where you understand that it's not the end is important. And one thing I, I do want to talk about uh, in terms of like, well, how do I get myself into this state of mind um, or spiritual state even where um, I, I can change the way I think about death? Um, I often talk about detachment um, where... It, where I think the people in our lives are very important for us. Mm. Like this isn't even detachment in the sense of like material wealth. Like I think, I think you and I, we've talked about this enough on our podcast. Like yeah, yeah. We're beyond that point, but like, obviously yes, detachment from, you know, things like your bank account or your house or your car, sure. um, your job, things like that for sure. Um, but even an element of detachment from the people you love mm-hmm. is kind of, uh, an ingredient, I suppose, in this whole idea of of, uh, of death and how do you accept it? And I, I want to clarify that, like, we're not we're not being called to 
stop caring about these people, right? About your mom or your dad or your spouse or your, your, your sibling. But rather, I think it's understanding that God, we say, so, we say so often, like, hey, God is supposed to be at the center of our lives, right? So when we say that, it means so many different things. And one of those things is that, like, you know, we have the hope of the resurrection. What, like what you said just now, we know that there is life after death. Um, we, we hope that one day we will be reunited in heaven. And I think with all those things in mind, it kind of helps with this idea of detachment where you're not clinging on to like, okay, like I'll just use, so like Andrew, let's say I know you're dying kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like my natural instinct for sure would be like, Hey, like I want to spend as much, I'm already getting choked up. I want to <laughs> spend as much time as I can with you. Like before you, before you, before you pass away, mm-hmm. which would totally still remain true. But because I know there is that, uh, literally, getting, okay, anyway, there you go. But because I know, um, there is, uh, that chance after death, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in heaven to hopefully one day see you again. Yeah. Um, to know that God's plan is for all of us to be reunited. Yeah. I'm not attached to you being on this earth. Yeah. I'm attached to you, sure. Yeah. But I'm not attached to you being on this earth, is what I'm trying to get at. I think. It's, um, it's that um, passage, and I don't know which gospel, um, where in heaven there is no husband and wife, right? It's the the wife yeah. that marries like all of the siblings, yeah. um, and then they all passed away. Where it's like whose whose wife is she? You know, as we're all united in God's life there, right? And that that's something to be very hopeful for. Uh, I was actually thinking about um, another piece that came up in direction for me, which was that all the things that we do ought to be for God. Um, not because he needs it, but because it's right uh, or, or that's proper. So in that sense, like, it's not to say like, <laughs> it's really funny the way he says like, so don't like, don't go to charity and be like, oh, I'm just loving you because it's for God. Like, mm-hmm. no, but like it kind of is, mm-hmm. you know, because um, like everything, again, the site you said higher, the point of our marriage is for us to reach heaven, mm-hmm. right? The point of our friendship is for us to reach heaven, to be united to God's uh, to God's love. So I think, you know, rather than particularly thinking about how will I be there for death, it's just overall, how are you thinking about how everything goes back to God, right? When God says like, um, my word will not return to me until it's done what it ought to, or something like that. Um, it, you know, it's, uh, or it has achieved its purpose. Mm -hmm. So in that same sense, right? Like we're here for a purpose the purpose should always go back to God. And I think when we start living life that way, and to be very clear, I don't think either of us are there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm definitely not. For sure. um, and, and so this is the journey, right? But getting to that point where, you know, um, it's really everything is oriented back that way. It becomes that when death happens and we all know it will, it's just another thing to orient towards God. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not that like, all right, I've been preparing for this. Everything else has been for me, but death, this one's for you, God. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Like if you're doing that, like it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but if everything slowly, it's just like, all right, God, like one last thing for me to be attached to, to your point, one yeah. last thing for me to hold on to for me. Right. Thank you for my career. I give it back to you. Sure. Right. Thank you for my means. I give it back to you. Um, all of these things, not for any reason, but just purely to give back to you, Lord. As this becomes more and more of our life, then again, death becomes, all right, thank you for 
a good death. Thank you for the way that I'm going to come to you in heaven. Yeah. And I yeah. give it back to you. Like our, our own lives. Thank you for the life that you've given me, all the blessings and the graces. I give that back to you. Exactly. Um, thank you for Jen. I give her mm. back to you kind of thing, my parents. So, no, that's a beautiful way of looking at it, actually. Mm-hmm. I, not Definitely not something I've ever thought about, but I think um, definitely a really important way to, to help you kind of get into this mindset. Yeah. Um, because really like none of these things were ours in the first place. Exactly. We talked about that before on our podcast. So. Yeah. That everything is a gift, not just a hallmark. Card. Exactly. Just, like, yeah. Literally everything. Yeah, exactly. So, um, anything else you wanted to talk about? No, not to this. Yeah. So, Hey, look, um, you know, one day I think we're all, we, if you haven't already, this is definitely a, a form of acute suffering mm. that, that, you know, you'll face yourself, you'll face, um, with your loved ones. Um, and Hey, like, you know, kind of, I think in that moment of suffering, the first thing is always just remembering to invite God into that moment, to allow God's grace to kind of transform that suffering, transform that death into something beautiful, knowing that there is the hope of the resurrection. And this is a true mystery, right? Because um, when we talk about the transformation, it it has to be because there is real pain, there is real grief. St. Maria Goretti's story is a violent death. It's not just a death. Like, there is a lot of evil that can be with death. And so that's part of the supernatural of this. That's part of the divinity of this is that God can take the most ugly things on earth and turn them around. So uh, we'll be praying that for anyone who is experiencing this now and anyone who will experience this soon, particularly in difficult situations, um, that that grace will infuse your life in a way that just just floods your lives right mm-hmm. because i'll say that it's something that's really eye-opening when it does happen yeah and it's really really beautiful it is it is so that's all from us today you'll hear from us next time take care everyone happy canada day <laughs>